Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to Raise the Apple. We've had a couple rough days for the Mets, especially last night. Uh, last night was probably a good, good one to pretend that just never happened. But the Mets are still in first, despite now being only one game over 500. they They've lost back-to-back games to the Cubs. They lost game one, three to one. Uh, that was a f- little bit of a frustrating game. Uh, Taiwan Walker didn't have his best stuff. Had six walks, which tied a career high for him. He also was th- taken out, had a few choice words for home plate umpire, and was tossed. Louis Ro- Luis Rojas also got ejected later on for his first time as manager. It was a frustra- frustrating night for the Mets. And then in the ninth against Kimbrell, who had been virtually perfect all year. Mets had bases loaded one out and then couldn't get the job done against Kimbrell. And then he unfortunately fell in game one. Game two, last night, um, yeah, that happened. That last night was uh, not a good night. Mets lost 16-4. to They did get 10 hits. They did get 10 hits compared to the Cubs' 13 hits and 16 runs. The Mets got 4 runs on 10 hits. But if you look in the box score, the key figure there, 4 errors for the Mets. They had 2 errors the night before, 4 errors last night. Extremely annoying, to say the least. Uh, J.D. Davis has made 3 of those errors, but that... But the Mets knew that that was a possibility. You know, you have Dom Smith in left field, who's a first baseman. But you have Pete at first, but you need Dom's bat in the lineup, so he's in left field. J.D. Davis is a great hitter, and you have him at third. Not the best defender, but he's a great hitter. So when you, so this is an instance where the DH not being in the National League hurts the Mets because if the DH was in the National League, J.D. Davis would be the DH and probably Luis Guillorme and VR and Jonathan VR would have some sort of platoon at third. We know Luis Guillorme is an absolute wizard defender. He would probably get third, and then J.D. Davis would be doing the dh in. But the Mets will try and salvage something tonight against the Cubs. Uh, let me double-check who... Oh, it's Joey Lucchese is pitching tonight. I had just wanted to double-check quick. Against Trevor Williams, Jacob DeGrom will get the game tomorrow against the Nationals at home. The Mets don't have to deal with Max Scherzer. He won't be in line to start. Uh, Then the Nationals also have Steven Strasburg on the IL. They have Juan Soto was just placed on the IL. Patrick Corbin has been up and down to start the year. So the Mets are hitting the Nationals at a good time. However... The Mets' offense is struggling to start. Anthony Zacomo tweeted yesterday, the Mets' rotation or pitching ERA was fourth in all of baseball coming into last night, and they were 30th in offense coming into last night in terms of runs per game, which if you look at this lineup top to bottom is tough to imagine that a lineup that good is struggling so far, but... It's hard for them to get in a rhythm. They will be fine. Yes, it's annoying now, but they will be fine. Every team in baseball, even the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, all the best teams in the league, well, not the Yankees right now, but 
they will have a game, maybe two, where it just looks absolutely horrible and they get absolutely crapped on. Last night was that was the Mets' turn for that. Last night was just a disaster. But every team is due for at least one throughout the year. Good thing the Mets are getting theirs out of the way in April. Uh, but tonight should be good. Lucchese wasn't really on point in Colorado. Hopefully he could get a nice rebound today. But it's the defense that's... The Mets may not have won last night regardless of defense. I mean, the game could have been completely different if there's no errors. But the defense was at fault last night. The defense was not very good. But that was the big question mark with the Mets team is they knew the offense was going to be good, the pitching was going to be good, the bullpen was going to be solid. It was the defense was the big question mark. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's whoever scores the most runs... But a common phrase people will say is defense wins championships. You know, you could score as many runs as you want. You could score 30 runs. But if your defense is letting 31 get in, you're not going to win anything. So the defense obviously has been shaky to start the year. Not very good. But, you know, it is April. And hopefully this isn't how the whole year goes. Because I haven't feel knowing the Mets... Just because that's Mets going to Mets. LOL Mets sometimes. We're going to get to October. And someone is going to make an error. And that error costs them. Everybody's going to be talking about. Can the Mets defense hang around to win a series. And their defense is going to either be fantastic. Or it's going to be. Or it's going to falter. But uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Hopefully things can shape up. But that is all for Everything going on with the Mets. It's time to go on to the rest of Major League Baseball, starting with former Met Neil Walker announcing his retirement from baseball. A very good career for Neil Walker. Grew up in a Pittsburgh Pirates fan from Pittsburgh. Played for the Pirates for a majority of his career from 2009 to 2015. Then came to the Mets. Spent some time in Milwaukee and with the Yankees. Went to Miami for a little bit. And then spent his last year with the Phillies. Neil Walker, I thought, was great with the Mets. He was one of my favorite players. He had some great, great moments in Queens. He finishes his Mets his Mets career, a 275 hitter. Oh, am I reading the right numbers? Yes. A 275 hitter with 33 homers and 91 RBIs in two years. Overall, he was a 267 hitter with 149 homers, 609 RBIs. Not in a win in a war just under 20 not a bad not a bad career at all for Neil Walker he does have a silver slugger and an all and a uh, top five finish and rookie of the year to his name so congrats to Neil Walker on a fantastic fantastic career he had a pretty good career uh, another former Met making headlines is kind of a sour note to some people the dark night is back Matt Harvey, his first win on a major league field in nearly two years. Matt Harvey, now with the Baltimore Orioles, trying to get something back. The story of Matt Harvey is quite fascinating to me because Harvey comes in to the league by storm. He's a dark knight. He's the guy for the Mets. Then Game 5 of the 2015 World Series happens. 
and we never see the Dark Knight really ever again. The Mets trade him to Cincinnati, then he spent some time with the Angels, now he's with the Orioles, he spent some time in Kansas City as well, I believe. It's unfortunate what happened to Matt Harvey's career, but if you look back at that 2015 World Series Game 5, one of and one of the when I get older and I can look back on one of like the greatest games I've ever watched, one of the games that will be in consideration is 2015 World Series Game 5. And I say that because Matt Harvey comes in there. The Mets, this is it for him. They lose the series is over, World Series is over. Matt Harvey goes out there, puts the entire team on his back and says, I got you, was absolutely dominant all the way to almost the end. You know, you had him pounding the fist after the three straight strikeouts in the fourth inning. You had the Harvey, Harvey chance in the seventh. You had him get through the eighth. And then he was about to get taken out. And then he goes over to Terry Collins. He's like, no way you've taken me out of this game. I'm finishing this thing. Comes out there for the ninth. Gives up a leadoff hit to Eric Hosmer, I believe it was. And then... He gets taken out, Familia comes in, and we all know what happens, unfortunately, from there. But an unbelievable game pitch game that was. And we have never seen that Matt Harvey since then. After the win with the Orioles, he said, to be honest, I didn't know if, if it was ever going to happen again, which is unfortunately unfortunate to hear because he had such a promising career. And when he retires, one of the things that one of the big things will be the that people talk about will be what happened to Matt Harvey on it's unreal how he came up with the Mets took the whole world by storm and then all of a sudden just went downhill from there I wonder if in the future maybe he gets a reunion with the Mets maybe I doubt he will but if he comes back to the Mets the Dark Knight comes back how awesome would that be to have him back to his old self. But congrats to Harvey finally getting a win. I, I root for Harvey. I always have and I always will. Even when he the Mets traded him away to Cincinnati in the Devin Masaraco trade, I've always rooted for Harvey. I thought that, I don't want to say he didn't get a fair shake, but I thought the media was not very fair to him. But that's, again, that's my own personal opinion. I didn't think the media was very fair to him. But I hope that Matt Harvey can continue to get something going and hopefully we see the Dark Knight back in action because the Dark Knight for baseball is amazing. Another pitcher that has been absolutely amazing this year is Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers right now is the... Him and Marcus Stroman are the competition to take a Cy Young away from Jacob deGrom. Corbin Burns on the year. He's 2-1 and one in four games. He's pitched 24 inning, 24 and a third innings, a whip of .33. This is the killer. His ERA is .37, and he has struck out 40 batters and has yet to walk anyone. He's struck out 40 guys and has yet to walk a single batter this year. And now that I just say that, Corbin Burns is going to walk the 
like seven hitters in his next start. Coming off finishing sixth in the Cy Young last year, Corbin Burns is finally starting to show that he's the guy for Milwaukee. He came up in 2018. He was amazing. That and then everyone's like, "Yes, we got our guy." 2019 had a little had a little hiccup, had some hiccups. Then 2020 bounces back. 2021 he's continuing that Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff leading the Brewers rotation. The Brewers are first in the NL Central. No one was giving them credit. They have a game and a half lead over the Reds. No one was giving the Brewers any credit except me. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that guy. I Brewers were not given as much credit as they should have gotten. Everyone was saying, "Oh, it's going to be between St. Louis and Cincinnati. It's their division to lose." Right now, it's the Brewers' division to lose. The Brewers just swept the Padres. Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff have been dealing to start the year. Their offense is going. Low Kane's coming back. It's the Brewers' division to lose. I'm telling you. It's the Brewers' division to lose. And hopefully that continues. Corbin Burns is on a historic pace. It is unreal. For, striking, out, striking out 40 guys. He's yet to walk one. That walk a single batter this year. That is incredible. But the last little bit for today, you know who else is on fire besides Corbin Burns? The Oakland A's. The Oakland A's started the year 0-7, then something clicked in there, something clicked, and now we got a little Moneyball Part 2 action coming on. They have won 11 games in a row. They won in walk-off yesterday uh, after being down two in extras. They come rally back to take the lead, to win it. When they're 11th straight, they're now a half-game lead over the Mariners for first place in the AL West. Here come the Oakland A's. This is a big surprise to me. Not that, not that they've, not that they're being, you're there competing. I was expecting them to compete, but the way they started the year, I was kind of like. Oh, this is not the Oakland A's that we are used to seeing. This is not the Oakland A's that everyone was kind of expecting to happen. But 11 in a row, they look to continue that stretch, keep that going. There we got a little, you know, Moneyball Part 2 coming in. You know, we got a little um may have another instance where Oakland, not expected to make the playoffs, one of the lowest payrolls in all of baseball, still getting it done. An incredible, incredible thing they got going on over there in Oakland. It leaves a lot of people wondering, like, how do they keep doing it? How do they keep winning? They sh- A lot of people say, oh, they shouldn't be winning because they don't have this or they're missing this, but they keep doing it. And that's, that's the beauty of baseball. You can't really predict what's going to happen because it's really expect the unexpected which is what's amazing. But that's all of the news for today. Now it is time for Today in Baseball History, and we are going way, way back. For the history buffs out there, you'll appreciate this. 1876 is where we're going back to. The Philadelphia A's and the Boston Red Caps play in the first ever National League game. They're in front of 3,000 fans, and it was... Be- it was the inaugural event of the National League. Baseball was a thing, but the Na- they implemented the National League. It was the inaugural game for the National League. So kind of a cool little history, tidbit history fact for the day. 
Uh, a lot of the history people will appreciate that. I don't know how many uh, baseball fans will think that. I think that's pretty cool. You know, to have the first National League game played on this date back in 1876. Look at what baseball was then compared to how it is now. It is unreal how much has changed, how much it's evolved, and hope and hopefully how much it keeps going into the future. But that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Raise the Apple. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe down below. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at RTA underscore pod. You know what to do because you're hopefully you're already doing it. So to wrap up today, we had Neil Walker retiring. The Mets uh, kind of in a little defensive rut right now, I guess, if you want to call it that. But it's April. Don't panic yet. If this is still happening in June and July, then we can panic. But right now, we're not going to panic. We had that. Neil Walker retiring. Corbin Burns is on fire to start the year. Along with the Oakland A's, they're starting to finally get it together. And Matt Harvey, is the Dark Knight rising again? Is the Dark Knight coming back? We're going to have to find out. Hopefully it is. But thank you for tuning in for today's episode, and we will see you next week. Hopefully the Mets can secure at least one game of the series today and get win the series against the Nationals this weekend. And we'll see you next time. Let's go Mets. Bang, bang, won't stop till we're legends.